It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now, we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Time to turn on the Shark Spotlight. Kyle Burroughs is a member of the San Jose Sharks. We have seen him a lot in the National Hockey League, but this is his first appearance in the Shark Spotlight. Kyle, we're really happy to have you. Just give us your, your thoughts about your journey to San Jose and how excited you may be to join this hockey team and be part of the solution here. Yeah, no, I think uh, for me, I'm super excited. My family's super excited. Um, you know, my, my journey is... It's been a it's been a long one to get here and to uh, get to the national league level and um, you know obviously being a Vancouver kid and playing there for the last couple of years and and now having to make the decision to come to San Jose is, is something that I feel like I can add to the team and um, bring some grit and um, back on the blue line and um, just be just be a good person in the locker room too I think that's something that we're excited about to get down there and um, start the next three years and uh, try to add to this team and this organization and um, brick by brick kind of move on to the next level. Well, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about your journey to get to this point. Obviously, uh, you were born and raised in the Vancouver area, and you still make uh, BC your home in the off season. Uh, I, I suspect you probably started playing hockey at a pretty early age. Uh, yeah, I think I was on uh, rollerblades at two or three, uh, giving my mom a couple heart attacks at that point. But yeah, we played, you know, pickup hockey, skating lessons, all that as soon as I could, and I was able to fit into my helmet and. After that, it was uh, uh, nonstop. Now, did you grow up in the city of Vancouver or one of the suburbs? No, I originally grew up in uh, in Langley, Langley, British Columbia. It's about thirty minutes outside, and uh, yeah, it's it's perfect where you kind of you got that small town vibe, but you're also close enough to the city where you can kind of enjoy that. Well, and there's also a lot of hockey players that uh, that started their careers playing in that community. Uh, a totally. number of a number of teams, yourself included. Uh, but when did you start to decide or discover that you had some talent to make this a career? Well, I I, I kind of always had a feeling that I wanted to do hockey, no matter what. If I was good, bad, I just wanted to put all I had into it. Uh, I remember uh, one of my soccer coaches, uh, maybe around when I was 14 years old, he told me that I had to pick between soccer and hockey, and you know, I wasn't as naturally gifted at uh, running and playing soccer. So, um, you know, hockey is where my heart was and I followed that. And through there, we've, we've just been grinding and uh, enjoying every uh, bit of it since. Do you have a brothers and sisters, by the way? Yeah, I have both older uh, brother and sister. Did uh, either of them play the game? Uh, my brother did. Yeah, my brother played up until uh, maybe an end of midgets, maybe I think is when he uh, he stopped playing and uh, he was more of a musician and uh, into uh, instruments and stuff like that. But uh, my sister, yeah, she she was just a, a cheerleader for both me and my brother. Uh, uh, whenever we were at tournaments when we were growing up, and she was a real trooper um, in that aspect of it. It's really great to have people in your family that support you so much. And of course, your parents do too, to make sure that you get here. And a lot of people don't realize that having a good family dynamic is something that helps a player get to the National Hockey League, don't you think? Yeah, totally. I think for me, it's uh, my family's been nothing but positive. I think that they've 
they instilled on me just to have fun. And, um, you know, most times when I talk to my dad or my mom uh, before games, still to this day, they just tell me to have fun. Uh, I'm sure if you ask them, they've probably, they've, they've probably said I've never played a bad game in my life, which, you know, sometimes they're, they're not, they're not the easiest or not the toughest of critics, but, you know, for me, uh, having their, their support and, um, now my fiance's support throughout this whole thing is it's, yeah, it's, it's a wild ride, but it's been fun, uh, throughout the whole process. I suspect you're probably a Vancouver Canucks fan growing up. Who were your favorite players? Uh, yeah, of course I was, uh, my favorite players growing up were uh, actually Marcus Nasland, uh, Todd Bertuzzi, and then uh, Brendan Morrison as well. That West Coast Express line was was pretty deadly, and uh, they were fun to watch. Boy, they sure were. And, of course, I called a lot of play-by-play with those guys in those contests. <laughs> and there were a lot of big games against the San Jose Sharks over the totally. years. I remember, uh, well, it was actually your first year of junior. The Sharks played the Canucks in the conference final, and that was a, a pretty classic series that ended with that crazy shot by Kevin Bieksa that went off the glass and bounced out in front and and yeah. uh, popped into the net. But uh, uh, bottom line is that uh, that you, by that time, were very aware of the fact that uh, there were a lot of teams that were interested in you to play at a higher level. And uh, you found yourself in Regina, which is quite a ways away from – uh, from Vancouver and certainly a, a different province and a kind of a different outlook on life. What was that that adjustment like for you to go to a billet family and to experience the Western Hockey League? Yeah, it was obviously, uh, I got a taste of it a little bit when I was 15. At the end of my midget year, we uh, had lost out of playoffs and I got lucky enough to get the call and come up as a 15-year-old and got a little bit of a taste of it at 15. And then 16, it was diving head on in. I kind of had my eyes awake and Joining a billet family, you kind of kind of got to feel it out. But my billet families were great. I had two great families that brought me in and made me feel like I was uh, one of their own and kind of just made it so I can just focus on hockey and school at that point. And, um, you know, obviously Regina's uh, climate and scenery is a little bit different than uh, us here in, in uh, Vancouver. But, you know, I grew to love it. I, I love the cold winters uh, there and the teammates that I had and the friendships that I, I still have to this day. And um yeah it was it was super important uh for me to kind of grow up in in that setting and have that independence I think uh it only just made me a better person I think you had some interesting coaches that you played for there Pat Conacher I know him quite well from from his days in New Haven and then later in the NHL and then of course you also had John Paddock as a head coach he's a former defenseman I wonder if either of those or if the other coach that you played for Malcolm Cameron had a had a big influence on you yeah, I think, you know, for me, when, especially when I first got there with Pat, um, you know, him and the way that he uh, approached the game and the intensity that he had and um, the attention to detail that he had with the defensive side of the game is something that, you know, for me at 16, it was it was clear that, you know, if if you want to play, you got to learn how to play defense first. And um, for me, that that was that was a big step. And, you know, obviously, with Malcolm, it was it was kind of a changing of the guards with you know, Patty kind of adopted the same, um, mindsets and, um, you know, for me to keep growing under that kind of coaching staff. And then with John, you know, John was, you know, an awesome person, awesome coach. And, um, I have nothing but respect for John. I know he, uh, he actually just retired, I think. And, uh, uh, I had to congratulate him on the, his, his great resume and his great career. And, uh, uh, but with John, it was, it was awesome. He, he, he let us grow and be players and, um, put a lot of uh, a trust in us as older players on that team uh, to help try to even lead that team. So I got a lot of uh, leadership, um, you know, qualities from John and 
Um, still to this day, I'll send him a text for advice on, on stuff that kind of comes through and out of my, out of my head. So, you know, he's a great person to bounce things off and to, to, to really teach, especially as for me as an 18, 19 year old in that situation. Also, I, I think in his particular case, because of his career, uh, not only playing, but coaching, he spent a lot of time in the American hockey league. And so in many respects, he could probably prepare you emotionally as mm-hmm. well as physically for what you were about to go through. Exactly. Yeah. He, he, he knew, especially, you know, we, we, we had a short time with him. I wish I had a, lot, a little bit longer because he was just there for our last year, but um, yeah, he did, he did everything from, you know, treating us as if we were, um, you know, at that point in our lives, preparing us for it, letting us know, you know, when we're straying away or coming, needed to dial it back in. And, you know, as a, as a 19 year old kid, you kind of need to hear that. And, um, you know, going into the American league, stepping in at, at 20, you're obviously, if you didn't have that, you're kind of a little bit culture shocked, but for us, he kind of prepared us in that sense. And, uh, yeah, he's, like I said, he's a, he's a great person and, uh, was a great coach for us. But what happened to you in your last year, junior too, you ended up experiencing something that hockey players do go through and you got traded. You went to the medicine hat tigers and Sean Clouston was the coach there. He used to coach the Oakland skates and the roller hockey right here in the Bay area. (laughs) And you played probably your most playoff games uh, in your Western hockey league career. Tell us about that experience and playing in the playoffs and also the idea that you were going to get traded and what that felt like as, as a young man. Yeah, no, it was obviously that, that situation was obviously touchy for us because we had, we had built a good team there in Regina and um, you know, they wanted to build a little bit for the future, which totally we understood. And um, you know, it just came down to the time that when it actually happened, uh, you kind of just need to deal with your emotions and uh, kind of shift your focus. Obviously, you know, there's a great thing that we had in Regina, but like you said, we, we knew that when we were getting traded to medicine hat, that we were going on to, to play playoffs and um, to try to win a championship. Obviously we fell short of that goal there, but, you know, with, with, with Sean and, uh, that medicine, that team, you know, we had a, we had a great roster and we had guys that, uh, worked. And, um, for me to go through that, I think was a big, big kind of, um, stepping stone in, in having to deal with, you know, like you said, there's things that can happen in as a hockey player. And, you know, obviously them happening at 19 is, as opposed to for the first time you say at 21, 22, and you're kind of, uh, uh, you know, more mature from that situation. And, um, more aware of that it can happen and uh, the, just the true realities of the game that, you know, you need to be able to shift your focus and um, be mentally strong enough to be able to, to move on and uh, to keep going and keep playing well and uh, keep chasing your dream. You're listening to the shark spotlight on the San Jose sharks audio network. We're in the spotlight with Kyle Burroughs, defenseman for the San Jose Sharks. And it's kind of funny you're talking about that Western Hockey League playoff experience. Uh, What was interesting in your case was that you took advantage of something that is part of the NHL agreement with junior hockey. And that is before you're 20 years old, uh, you go back to your junior team if you don't play in the NHL. And you can't go to the American Hockey League until that team's season was over. And in that particular case in 2014, you got a handful of games in Bridgeport with the Sound Tigers. As it turned out, uh, you were going to spend a number of years in Bridgeport, Connecticut. But uh, do you think that that uh, that was a real eye opener for you to be on the same team of uh, future NHL captain like Anders Lee or somebody like Ryan Strom that were playing in the American Hockey League and were professionals? Yeah, I think that that was really big for me. I think, um, you know, at that point in time, I had no clue that I was even going to go down there and play. I was just going to 
thought I'd be a fly on the wall and uh, be able to to take notes and really just kind of be a sponge and soak up as much as I could. But, you know, for my luck, I, I got to go play and, um, you know, I was, I was thrusted into some responsibilities that, um, you know, I, I, that I can think only helped me going down the road. I think for me getting time at that point and seeing what those guys would do to become a pro, like you said, those guys, you know, Stromer and Anders and um, other guys that uh, were there, they, you know, they kind of took me under my wing at that point and, and showed me that, you know, this is what it's going to take to, to kind of even be, make it as a pro in the American League, let alone the NHL. And, um, you know, for me, it was, it was a very eye-opening experience and kind of reshifts your focus and gives you kind of more fuel to, um, you know, become a better player, a better person, and um, try to make it to that level. You were a seventh-round draft pick of the Islanders, so it wasn't like that there were cameras all over you when you walked <laughs> out, perhaps, uh, going to the draft. But did you attend the draft, and did you meet anybody there? And what's your memory of that? Uh, no, I, I actually didn't. I knew that uh, for me, I, I didn't want to be there sitting there for that stress. And um, for me, so that day just consisted of uh, going on the golf course with my dad and a couple of buddies and uh, trying not to look at my phone until it was a phone call that was either good or bad. And um, yeah, it turned out that it was obviously a, a, little, a little bit later than we thought. But um, for me, it was a special moment that I had with my dad on that golf course. We, we always still uh, play the course that it happened on. And, it's always known to, to him and it'd be a special spot and not a lot of birdies came that day, but, uh, you know, we had a great time and, um, yeah, it was, it was a cool, very cool moment. I've seen it happen so many times where people do attend the draft and they're not going to be a first round draft pick and they sit through an entire draft and they're not selected. And that kind Oof. of a disappointment can happen. Uh, similarly, when, you know, when you're a player that generally is making the team all the time and being one of the best players, not only on your team, but in the league, it's a real eye opener to, to get to professional hockey. And you mentioned, you know, when you first got to Bridgeport for those nine games in the 2014 spring, that, that you saw some of that with some great players. But over the next five years, you really had to build your trade and build your equity in the game and and uh, deal with the disappointments of not maybe getting a, a sniff at the NHL level. And even in your first year, playing a little bit in the ECHL, tell us about the dealing with disappointments or you know the, the challenges of, of building that equity that I was talking about. Yeah, I think for me, um, you know, jumping into my first year pro, I, I had some injuries that were lingering and coming back from surgery. So that wasn't obviously a good start to the pro career and trying to get your feet under you. But for me, you know, obviously playing those those games in the East Coast League, it kind of just like I said before, it kind of added fuel to the fire that I wanted to be up there that I knew that I could play there um, and really had to hone in on my skills and the details that that I knew that would would get me back to the American League and, and give me a chance to play. And then when I got back there, eventually it, it, uh, it was something that I knew that I had to do every day. I think, you know, the thing that you need to think about or that I thought about at least was that I, I was in competition every day, whether that's practice, you know, whether it's a game, whether it's a workout, it's all, it's all the same. And, um, forming those habits that, um, you know, still to this day kind of drive me and, um, make me who I am as a player. We're kind of built within those first couple of years of, um, you know, playing and realizing that, you know, you're not going to be, you know, playing, you know, 27 minutes a night, like you did in, in junior, or it's, you know, you're going to get your, your window that you need to make count and, um, how you can impact the game. And in, in those minutes is, 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 you know, what, what's going to make you a player. And for me, that's, it's something that I, I realized and, um, that I tried to work on and, 
um, you know, obviously not getting the chance in uh, New York and eventually getting the opportunity in Colorado when it came and being ready for that opportunity too. I think that, that was one thing that I kind of always had in the back of my mind that, that I, I needed to be ready. And um, like you said, just, but I still think about those, those, uh, those habits that I've kind of formed back then. And like you said, that kind of are my equity in the game still to this day, I think was they're They're very, very, very important to me still. Brent Thompson was uh, your head coach there in Bridgeport, but you've got a couple of ex-Sharks, believe it or not, that were on the staff. Matt Karkner played for San Jose a little bit, and uh, also Chris Terreri, who was a goalie coach there a little bit, uh-huh. is a former Sharks player. What are your memories of those guys? Those are ex-Sharks that our fans certainly know. Karks uh, Karks was uh, an awesome guy. He he started out, he was uh, he was my D partner for a few uh uh, games in in their, his last year there, and then hopping behind the bench, he was he was such a great personality, and it's it's great to see the success that he's had at the coaching level. Um, but just as a person and um, somebody that you could lean on, he was just awesome. I know that he played hard, and um, you know he thought the game just as hard. So you know he's a great mind to have around the game, and um, you know his heart was bigger than than anybody that you you, you could ask, like, I think that that guy and his family were so great to me and, um, you know, they cared so much and his two kids to watch them grow up. And when I was, uh, when I was there were, you know, now they're, I'm sure they're playing junior somewhere, hopefully. And, um, but yeah, he was, he was just awesome. And, and T-Bone Chris, uh, he was, uh, he was great. He was such a good person to go around any chance you got to hang out with him and, and pick his brain about the game was, was awesome. He just knew the game well. And, um, brought such an energy to the rink that was uh, infectious. So, you know, having those two quality guys uh, uh, there for us, you know, when we we're growing and um, it was just awesome. Well, you came to Connecticut from Western part of Canada. So obviously that's a big change for you. You're in the Eastern time zone. You're in the orbit of New York city, where there are three national hockey league franchises, including the Islanders, the one that you were playing for in Bridgeport, the organization. I wonder if you just got to give a sense to our listeners about how much hockey is part of the life there. Yeah, I think, you know, when you think about New York, you know, you think of all the bright lights and you think of that, that kind of areas, uh, you know, maybe it's more football, maybe it's more baseball and all the other bright lights, but up, up when you get out of the city, it's, it's, it's hockey craze. I think for, for me, when I first went there, I was, wasn't expecting that, but to, you know, to be, you know, a 17, 18 year old kid coming out to, in his first nine games in the American league and seeing that, that crowd and um, just the buzz around the city with, with even minor hockey to juniors to college hockey. I think it's, it's, it's kind of a hotbed, I think over in that area with, with the support that they get from, from fans and um, you know, the colleges that are kind of run up and down that, that side of the coast. But yeah, it was, it was, I, I love my time there. And uh, you know, I look back and just enjoy the, you know, that, though that, I mean, Bridgeport as a city and uh, my experiences there. Well, then it came an opportunity for you to move on in your NHL career. And that happened in the year uh, 2020, when obviously the, the whole world was going through COVID and everything else was happening. You played for the Colorado Eagles. You ended up with the Colorado Avalanche and you finally mm-hmm. made your National Hockey League debut with a great team in Colorado. Uh, tell us a little bit about playing for Jared Bednar and having guys like Nathan McKinnon and Gabriel Landeskog as teammates. I mean, that trade, obviously for me, when the world was kind of unsure of what was going to happen was, you know, it was a lot of excitement for me. I think, you know, to see that opportunity and to be wanted by an organization like that for me, and um, you know, it was big. I knew that that was an opportunity for me to, 
to step out and, and have an opportunity to play. Obviously we didn't know what was going on with the season, but um, you know, when I got there and was welcomed by the guys that you said, Gabe and, and, and Nate, like it was, it was nothing that you really, you felt comfortable right away. And um, for me just to kind of etch away a little bit of a, a niche in that, with that team. And, you know, obviously I didn't play a lot of games uh, that during that season, but to practice with those guys, you know, to get better and to see how they worked, um, you know, and, and like you said, to, to get the coaching of, uh, of Betsy at that point was, was awesome for me. And to just to have that support and, and from those guys and to kind of pick their brains and um, see how they worked really, really helped me kind of advance myself and gave me the confidence that you can kind of step in and, and play. And, you know, you're practicing against these guys every day, you're going to get nothing but better. So um, for me, that was, a, that was a very important, uh, time in my career and kind of propelled me and gave me the confidence to know that I can play in this league and uh, contribute. I don't know if you remember this. You played five games that year and four of them were on the road. You had an assist against Minnesota. That was your first NHL point. But yeah. the first time you ever played a home game was against the San Jose Sharks. And I kind of remember that. Uh, yeah. That was a home contest in Denver. You know, the, yeah. the whole thing going on there. Uh, I don't know if you have any memories of that. No, I do, of course. Uh you know, that was, that was kind of a weird one for me because I was so used to playing on the road that I, I hadn't really had a routine at that point. And, you know, coming against the Sharks, I was obviously a little bit nervous. But, um, you know, for me, I just tried to, uh, to play my game. And uh, I don't really remember how the result ended up, but I remember it being uh, a close in that game. And, you know, for me, just trying to stay dialed in that game and <laughs> not make any mistakes and uh, help, help in any way that I could. It, it, was, it was a lot of fun, and I think you know, for me, any chance you get to put on an NHL sweater is, 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 it's a blessing. And, um, yeah, it was, it was just an awesome night. And you got a chance to play a couple of playoff games in the Calder cup with the Colorado Eagles after that. And then, uh, a really big moment I'd imagine for you in July of 21, when you signed with the Vancouver Canucks, your hometown favorite team, uh, what did that mean to you and how did that transpire? Yeah, it was, I mean, that, that whole situation was kind of, you know, something that really as a, as a kid that grew up in the lower mainland, that's all you really want is a, a chance to, to play uh, with, with your hometown team. And for me, that was, you know, when that call came in and they were interested and, you know, you try not to get your hopes up and stuff like that. But, um, you know, when, when it was presented and the opportunity came, obviously you jumped on that. And um, going into camp, you know, you have a lot of uncertainties at that point in, in my career where, you know, all you want to do is just, you know, put your heart into it and, you know, let the chips fall where they fall. And, you know, I was lucky enough to have a good camp and um, to earn my spot and to start the year and, and to play games. And, you know, for me, that first game when throwing on that sweater was obviously a, a big milestone in my life and something I'll never for never forget. But, um, you know, at that point after that, you kind of need to wash that all away and just play hockey. And for me to, to grow on in the last two years, my game and uh, kind of build a little bit of a niche of what I can do and bring to an NHL team and um, it's just something that I'm grateful, obviously with Vancouver for giving me that chance, but you know, now it's, it's, you know, hopefully we're going to be, uh, you know, playing against those guys and, and, and winning more games and not against those guys. You're listening to the shark spotlight on the San Jose sharks audio network. We're talking to Kyle Burroughs here in the Sharks spotlight. And, you know, it's kind of interesting. You played your first game as a Canuck, if uh, memory serves me cor correctly, against Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers on the road. 
And before he even went out on the ice, first of all, dealing with McDavid is, is one thing we can talk about and some of the great players in the league. But but also, what about the idea that you're playing for your favorite team? I've talked to guys that have done this. Uh, they they walk into the into the bathroom when nobody's looking, when they put the jersey on for the first time, and they look at themselves in the mirror and they say, I can't believe I'm wearing this jersey. Did you have moments like that? Uh, I think I intentionally stayed away from a mirror just so I didn't have that moment. I think for me, it was just trying about you know, being cool and just kind of keeping a calm head and just kind of staying present in the moment, worrying about a hockey game. But after the game, and it was all said and done. It was over. It was, uh, it was a very cool moment. I think for me, it was, you know, obviously for my family as well, it was, it was very, very cool. And, um, you know, I was lucky enough that the equipment staff let me keep that Jersey from that night. And, uh, you know, for my dad to be hanging up in his house, he's, uh, he's obviously super proud and, uh, he's looking forward to having a, a Sharks Jersey hanging up there too. So what's it like playing against Connor McDavid when you're out on the ice and he's out there with Dreisaitl? I mean, it's fast. It's, uh, you know, you can't get, can't get too stargazed, obviously, or else, you know, the, they're going to put something in the back of the net. But, um, you know, with those guys, they're just so smart and so skilled that, um, you know, it's just, it's just impressive. That's all you can really say. As a defenseman, when you're playing against that, you can't get caught up and you kind of need to keep your speed and, and defend as a team, I guess. But, yeah, those two guys, are, they're magicians and, uh, um, you know, you want to keep them off the scoreboard any chance you, any chance you get. That's obviously you're going to be your job for the San Jose Sharks. And over the course of the last couple of years in the NHL, you've had some actually pretty good games against San Jose. In fact, you've scored uh, two points a couple of times in your NHL career, and one of them was against the San Jose Sharks. So you can't do that anymore. But uh, you'll have to find some other team to do that against. But uh, what was your impression of playing at SAP Center about, about the Sharks as a team and as an organization? Yeah, no, I, I think that for me, anytime you went in there, I, I, I obviously liked it. I obviously love the building and the atmosphere that they, that they play with. And um, I love the energy that, that they play against playing against them. It was obviously always a, a hard nosed game is, um, you know, you get challenged in a lot of that sense. And for me to join that side, it's nothing but excitement for me. And I think, you know, to play hard and to play a kind of a blue collar game and, um, you know, to be joining that, it's just nothing but excitement. Do you know anybody on the San Jose Sharks? Have you been uh, acquainted with Logan Couture or Tomas Schrodel or any of the other players on the team? Uh, I've been acquainted. I, I know Brendan Dillon really, really well, and he's kind of been a third party kind of curating all that stuff. But I had actually played with uh, Jacob McDonald uh, in Colorado that year. With uh, So we were on the taxi squad a lot together and spent a lot of time, uh, you know, practicing and, and playing cards when we weren't in the lineup together. But um, yeah, no, I just, and I've, I've talked to Matt Benning a lot too. I have, we have a mutual friend that uh, actually was one of my, uh, roommates in Bridgeport that was actually, uh, Matt's uh, best man in his wedding his college roommate. So I've gotten to know him, uh, pretty well throughout the, the last couple of months here that I, since I've joined, but, uh, yeah, I'm just excited to come down and, you know, be a part of the team. You know, I, the more I hear about Matt Benning, the more I think he knows everybody in the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i get that vibe too he's a super friendly guy so you know i can see why uh why he has that uh that that drift about him the thought about the san jose sharks right now kyle is is patience and excitement in all the times you've been through a situation like this where a team is back on the rise and trying to work their way back toward the playoffs um, what things do you draw from that to where you can help i think consistency is one thing i think work ethic and consistency are are uh, two of the biggest thing. I think, you know, you got to put in the work to kind of grow and, 
um, you know, the consistency of doing it every day, it's, it's, it's a tough league. And, um, you know, I think that for us as a team and a, as an organization, patience is key, but, you know, for us, we need to kind of elevate ourselves and, and bring what we can, but, you know, you gotta, you gotta bring that every day. And I think that's something that, you know, talking to, uh, to the, to coach Quinn and, um, it's something kind of he's echoed and, um, the intensity that they played with, I think they want to show that every game and, that's something that I'm excited to, to, to be able to have and to add to, to this team. What do you think uh, about some of your teammates on defense? We mentioned Matt Benning. He's obviously a pretty consistent hockey player. And then maybe there's a chance since he's a left-handed shot, you might be able to work a little bit with Mark Edward Vlasic, who's played 1,200 games in the NHL. What would you think about that? Yeah, obviously that's someone that, you know, I talked to Dilly about that. He said, if you can pick his brain and, and try to have a, a career that's a quarter as good as him, it's, you know, you're going to be doing something right. And I think, you know, as a, as a third party watching him and watching his game, it's, you know, he plays a very refined game that, um, you know, like you said, we talk about consistency and we talk about, you know, things that you, you kind of want to strive for. I think that's, that's a guy that you can look at. I think, you know, he's, he's been a great player in this league for, for many years. And um, for me to, to even be his partner would be a, great opportunity for me. And, uh, yeah, like I'm just excited to get down there and, um, you know, pick those guys brains and be a part of that decor. It's not just you that's coming down here. You've got a fiance and a couple of dogs. Uh, how excited are they to come to California? Yeah, they're excited. I think for them, you know, new adventures are always fun. And, um, as much as we love home, it's, it's, it's always going to be our home. So to, to come down there for three years and to, to really start something and kind of carve out a little bit of a nest down there is they're super excited about it. And, hopefully get a little bit of a more mild, less rainy uh, winter. They're also excited about. So um, yeah, we're super excited. But also it's not that far of a flight from home for family to come and see you play. So that's probably a good thing too. Yeah. It's the best of both worlds. I think even, you know, some people, my parents have even talked about driving down, which, you know, they get to see the coast and uh, really enjoy that. And uh, for me, it's, it's, it's nice to be able to be close like that, but um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be super good three years and, uh, we're all excited about it. What else do we need to know about Kyle Burroughs that we don't already know? We know a lot about you as a hockey player. We've heard about some of your history, but what are some of your hobbies? What do you like to do away from the rink? And, uh, what are some of the things that you enjoy doing away? Uh, for me, you know, I'm a pretty big homebody. I like to chill, but, uh, you usually can find me in the summer, uh, golfing, you know, me hanging around the beach with my dogs and going for walks with, uh, Haley, my fiance, uh, you know, it's something that we like to do. We like to stay active and, and, uh, try to just, you know, be in the moment and spend time where we are. And I think for us, when we were in Denver, we tried to get out and explore as much as we can. And I think we're, we'll probably do the same thing in, in San Jose. I think that the one thing that we like to do is kind of be a part of the community that, uh, where we're living. And, um, you know, for us, we're, we're pretty passionate about, uh, uh, rescues with animals and stuff like that. So for us to be able to be a part of that stuff when we come down and, um, it's something that we, we've been already looking at and trying to uh, get a part of, but yeah, that's something that we usually like to do. We're, we're pretty simple. We're pretty laid back, but, um, yeah, I'd say that that's, that's who we are as a, as a family. Kyle, it really is great to get to know you a little bit here. And we're looking forward to three great years with the San Jose Sharks. And I know the fans are going to love the way that you play when they see you every night. So thanks for joining us today. I appreciate it. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me. And, uh, we'll see you soon. The Shark Spotlight is a presentation of the San Jose Sharks Audio Network.